0: This is Jody Vesley again here with the Heartway Pastor and Missionary Caregiver podcast. We're still in season three, and we're continuing with the idea of stories. And so in Heartway, uh, I think we have said before in previous seasons, it's not just me uh, that's doing the member care, but my wife Gabby also uh, does member care with me. And so today we're going to hear... From Gabby and her testimony and some of her story Uh, If you listen earlier on in this season You can hear my story And then in another episode My call to ministry And then into Russia And so today we're going to hear Gabby's story So welcome Gabby Hello So Gabby can you tell us a little bit about How you came to Christ, just a little bit about your family background, about growing up, your church life when you were young, uh, and then probably after that, go into your, um, your call into uh, missions. I'd like to hear that, so uh, just go ahead and start.
1: Yeah, so as a child, I don't really remember a time where I was not in church with my family, um, my family was very active in church. Uh, I always knew that God existed and that um, I always knew how to become a believer. Uh, we were a part of a Southern Baptist church when I was growing up, a large Southern Baptist church. Um, I remember one, one afternoon, I was sitting on top of a table instead of at the table, which was kind of odd because my mom was pretty strict at rules, but I guess she just hadn't noticed. And I remember sitting on the table, and she was cooking, and, um, And I said, sure. And so the following week, I was baptized. Um, when, oh, I was very little, maybe six years old. So that's my testimony of coming to Christ.
0: Okay. And so you were six, so you're pretty young, but you're raised in a Christian family, so that kind of makes sense. Um... So after that point, kind of go between there and to the next kind of big point in your Christian walk, which I think happened at a church camp.
1: Yeah, actually, uh, God was really real to me when I was growing up, and uh, I know that probably a lot of kids, he's real to a lot of kids, um, which is why I think God calls us to have faith like a child. But, um, I remember doing things like, um, having missionaries come to our church and I would decide to give all the money that I had, which would be like, you know, $20 maybe. Um, and I'd give it all to God. I remember this one instance, I was like, I'm going to give it to this missionary. I feel like God's calling me to, or wanting me to give this money to this missionary. So I did. And then God would bless me. Like immediately after that, God, um, had somebody come up to me and they're like, Oh, you know, we have, um, this little odd job that we need you to do. Can you do this for us? And then we'd like to pay you to do it. So God, even at a young age, God would use these little instances to really build my faith in him and to make him really real to me. Even at a young age, God was really real to me. Um, so as I grew up, we were a part of something called girls in action GAs. And it's a very act. It was a very active group where we were in the community, serving people, and it was really missions focused. Um, so our camps in the summer always had missionaries that would stay for the entire week. This one particular camp, I think I was around 12 years old. There's a missionary family there, and and I just couldn't get them off my mind. I just had to stay with them the whole weekend. I just asked them all these questions, and they were so interesting to me, and. The idea of being able to spend the rest of my life sharing um, God's word with people and sharing God's love with people which is something I was so excited about, and I couldn't really get off my mind. And um, I came home from church camp, and that next Sunday, as soon as I came from church camp, I walked down the aisle at my church, and I was, like I said, 12 years old, and I told the pastor, God is calling me to be a missionary, and uh, there was... A lot of celebration in the church. The church is really supportive of me. They are excited for me. Um, and that began my road as um, a missionary. And uh, every decision when I would look at college or I would look at um, things after high school, it always involved how was I going to be able to use this to be a missionary? Um, how could I use this to Go to a foreign country and to serve God. So
0: that's that's a great story. I think <clears throat> I said before in a previous season when I interviewed Gabby, I said I introduced her as my Priscilla. So together we're kind of like the missionary couple, Akilah and Priscilla, and we work together. Um, and so it is important that for any women out there listening, that God can use you. Uh, you don't just have to bake and clean uh, and, and take care of your husband, but you can be an active part of ministry too. That's that's biblical. And so uh, if you have that leading, if you have that calling, don't hesitate to follow it. Be obedient. And so, um, Gabby, what would you say the next big Part in your Christian walk was so you came to Christ and then you were called into missions around 12 years old. Um, after that, now you're now you're in your mid 30s. So after that, um, what was the next big moment?
1: Yeah, you know, it's gonna sound it's actually gonna sound a little funny, I think, but it was a very um, it was a very pivotal. Point in my life, and especially in my Christian life. Um, so, like I said, growing up, I always knew God was real. He was very real to me. Um, I would witness to people. I uh, loved sharing the good news. I'd go on mission trips. I like studying my Bible. I felt very close to God. And as I as I got older, um, you know, you start questioning things, I guess. And you hear that I think a lot in churches. You hear people saying that you're questioning God or, um, you know, not sure what God's doing in your life. And sometime after I had my first daughter or my first child, so Hattie, we are living in Longview. And I was questioning and I wasn't questioning whether God, um, like if I was following God's path, that's not what I was questioning. I was actually questioning the existence of God. And um, there was a pa- or pastor, his name was David Smith, and he preached a sermon. And the sermon was on how John the Baptist doubted Jesus. Uh, even if, It was short, but even John the Baptist doubted. And that was really um, helpful for me during this time. Um, because if I would have not heard that sermon, I think I would have... I probably would have left the Christian faith because I would have thought there was something wrong with me and I would have just left. And, um, and I was doing everything I should have been doing, right? I was going to Wednesday night, helping in Awanas. I was, um, you know, going to Sunday school, helping start a college ministry. I was at church, you know, studying, I was still studying my Bible. I was still doing everything that a, a Christian should do. Um, but there was just this huge doubt for me. I just, uh, I just couldn't understand. I couldn't rationalize God being there, and um, it was a really, it was a really dark couple of years for me. Um, and I can tell you what finally drew me out of that was um, was actually something that you did, was something that Jody did. Um, so Jody has always been an evangelist since he became a Christian. It's always been very, very important for Jody to be uh, doing some type of work sharing the gospel with people. Uh, evangelism is a very big part of his life. And so in Columbia, Texas, uh, in our church, he got a group of us together to go door-to-door knocking and share just the good news. Um, that was the whole point of this ministry. It wasn't to, there was no fluff to it. The main point of the ministry was to knock on somebody's door and to tell them how to become a Christian. And uh, we had done this in Angleton. It had been successful in Angleton. We'd started some Bible studies and he wanted to see if we could do something like that in Longview. Um, So I remember uh, we went out, there was a small group of us, and we would go out on Saturday mornings and knock on people's doors. And um, so we did that and you know, not one person not one person became a believer in that from, from this ministry, the whole time that we did this. But you know what it did do was every single time that we came back to the church from doing that, I felt uplifted and I felt good and I felt happy and I felt joy. And I couldn't explain that. That was inexplainable to me because if I if God was not there and it wasn't I wasn't doing you know, God calls us to share His news. He doesn't call us to win souls. He doesn't call us to save people. He tells us to go out uh, and to make disciples and to to share our testimonies. And that's what we were doing. And there was no maybe number of fruits or no worldly fruits, but I knew at on um, at those moments that God was real because I was so happy. And peaceful and joyful doing something that didn't make sense in the world the only reason that I was joyful and happy and had peace was because I was doing something that God had told me to do and so um, in that way God made himself himself very clear to me so that was a really big moment in my life because that's when that's when my faith became very real to me
0: Mm -hmm. well I didn't know some of that I mean my perspective of the whole Longview, Texas, going door to door thing, uh, in comparison to where we are coming from in our hometown, was that um, you know everyone already believed something, uh, and honestly, like a huge percentage of people were members of Moberly Baptist Church. Supposedly, There's was like a mega church in Longview, Texas, and so. Um, For me, it was kind of discouraging, honestly, that aspect of it. uh, I felt like convicted that the Bible Belt wasn't for me um, during that time. And uh, but I I hear encouraging stories from you and then from some of the older women who joined us uh, on these on these outings uh, that for them, it was just like a high point of their Christian life. And they think positively of it and they have uh, a more active more sure view of evangelism now and so even if it was just that um i would say that uh, that that was that was good to hear and so long longview that was like right after we were married um is there any any point after that next next week we're going to interview you on uh, what you have going with your studies right now and how that fits into the heartway ministry and how god has worked that whole thing out uh, to provide a whole new level of and a whole new area of member care that um, we weren't even initially expecting maybe when we started this journey Um, but is there anything after the initial start in Longview that you would, you would call your next peak of your Christian life?
1: Yeah. Um, so once we moved to Russia, that was obviously a huge... Um, I mean, it's a step of faith. Um, it's a, um, a new type of life, obviously. You're living in a foreign country, but it's a lot more than that because you're leaving, you know your family behind, you're leaving um, pretty much your whole world that you've ever known behind. So I would say the next big step for me after um, after that was uh, when I started making true friendships in Russia with uh, Russians. So um, it's like uh, you get to this idea, you know, you're going in there, you want to share the gospel with them, you want to... See, soul saves. You want to um, do something mighty for God's kingdom, and you get over there, and you see that you know they're just people, and (laughs) they're just like us. And um, so, when we start, when I finally was able to make real friendships with them, and by real friendships, I mean it wasn't just me giving. So um, I go over there and I can share my faith with them and I can cook them meals and I can invite them to my house and I can babysit their children. But that's a very one-sided relationship when it became an actual relationship where I could share my hurts with them and they would pray for me and, you know, there was one time it really sticks out to me because... we weren't able to access some funds in the states. We, where there was no way for Jody's bank card had messed up. There was no way for us to get money in Russia for a little while. And uh, I mean, like, Jody, of course, had a backup plan or whatever. But um, for I was sharing this with one of our friends in Russia. And her immediate response was, well, we can, you know, just let us know what money you need. And Russians are not wealthy. I mean, it's not, they don't have, you know, money. Well, some Russians are wealthy, but this particular Russian was yeah, not the, wealthy.
0: Yeah, the average Russian isn't yeah. wealthy. Like when you hear about the, the, the wealthy Russians, that's a very small percentage and they're very wealthy. But you got to keep in mind the average middle class uh, is much lower than our middle class.
1: Right. So uh, she like very quickly uh, uh, was very willing to, to try to gather whatever funds we needed so that we could, uh, survive or, you know, live until things worked out and it was just, um, a really humbling experience to see that, to be, you know, dependent on other people as you thought they were on you, so. Mm-hmm.
0: That's good, yeah. Um, that's a good experience and I'm glad that the Russians came through in that way and that it, it helped your faith. Um, so that was in Russia, and next time we're going to get into uh, your your studies and that story, so I don't want to get too far into that. But is there anything else you can think of that's that's not connected to that aspect that you would like to add to what you've already said today?
1: I, I think that I have enjoyed the journey. <laughs> that God's had us on. I don't think that it's always been rainbows and butterflies, but I think that because it hasn't always been rainbows and butterflies, the rainbows and butterflies are, are a lot better. <laughs> they're a lot more beautiful when you see them. Um, and they're a lot more real. So uh, I'm just... It's, it's been a wild ride, but I'm really enjoying the ride that we're on. So I'm thankful that God has had patience with me as we <laughs> continue this this journey in life
0: Mm-hmm. yeah it has been a wild ride um, from moving over to Russia leaving most things and then coming back thinking that we would return to Russia and then not having that possibility and having uh, uh, a lot going on with that whole transition back here, which I still, I mean, I still feel like we're in that transition, right? It's been yeah. a couple years, but in that time, um, we've obviously translated our Russian ministry to online. The ministry's continuing there. It has gone through a lot of challenges and still is, um, but it's going and, yeah. Uh, since January we've been doing Heartway officially and so um, and you've been doing your studies basically this whole time since we've been back Uh, and so um, you know God has has provided for that and so we'll get into that story next week Uh, but I've enjoyed talking to you Gabby in this podcast and uh, I'm glad that you were able to share your your testimony here. And this is the Heartway podcast where we seek to help with issues at the source. Until next time.